This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good evening, everybody. How the devil are we? Welcome from me and what can I say? Mini me. There I am. Thanks to Dan for mini me. A couple of versions of him. Ah, we'll have to see who else pops up. Um, how are you? This is Friday night. It's nine o'clock. It's time for question time. No pun intended there. All the one thing I can promise you about tonight's show, it's going to last longer, probably than Liz Truss's premiership but longer than her questions after her announcement today. I've never seen anybody answer the same question so many times in a different way, which wasn't the answer, and then basically get out of there as quick as you can. It's Less Little I Die TV, and this is Question Time Show. Good evening. It's time. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts.
Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. All right there, guys. Welcome back. Brentford won, Brighton nil at halftime. Bloody typical because I said Brighton would win. (laughs) One good week in the prediction league and it all goes wrong. Sloppy second time. Yeah, maybe not for you, but it is for me. If you missed it earlier, <laughs> me and Dan doing what is hopefully going to be, well, should be a regular, depending obviously not necessarily with Dan all the time, but if he's free, uh, Friday night, 6pm radio show. The weekend preview, we talk a bit of football, news, a bit about the games coming up in the top two divisions, and we play lots of silly music. And we talk lots of silly things and admit to too many silly things. But, hey, once you get talking, you know you can't shut us up. Look, I'm going to have to warn you about this. Now, the gentleman I'm going to bring in first here, you look at him, and you would all go, ah, he is sort of, how can I best describe him? For those of a certain age, remember Clive Dunn and the Grandad song? Grandad. We love you. And he sat in the rocking chair, rocking back and forth. Look at look at this face. Look at this face. I mean, it's it's a face that you you would not it would not scare kids on Halloween. And yet he's been banned off Facebook. He's had his radio show curtailed live in the middle of it. He ran from Twitter before they kicked him. I mean, you you're an all-round, you're an all-round hooligan, aren't you, Dave? Misunderstood. <laughs> that's what they all say <laughs> you look so yeah because i yeah his favorite granddad there and all <laughs> well, <laughs> very... in the baby squad by any chance <laughs> no no but very kind of you to say that chris really <laughs> well you know I, when, I, when you look at me and i've got a face like a pig's backside what can i say well, it's a mistake, you, for for uh, for <laughs> not being a hooligan. We know what this man looks like. Uh, let's hope he can help us pro- provide a miracle this weekend. Brad, a.k.a. his Lord Almighty, Boris, how are we doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing all right, thanks, mate. I'm not too bad. I thought when you was going for that introduction, you was going to say, here's a face only a mother can look, and I thought very sorry for Dave before you even started. <laughs> 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 oh, well, it, I, like, can I just say, I've got the Harry out the way already, so we've done that in a message, <laughs> so please, in fact, you've just reminded me, I need to do that. Only we, should to we should get a counter in the corner, Dave, for every time he says your name wrong, or he calls me oh. whilst his name, Chris gets the name wrong, let's see how we get to. <laughs> right. See, uh, I didn't know I'm doing this. I did this the other week, didn't I? And I still, still got it wrong <laughs> enough times. Right, let's put that there. I don't know where my sticky, sticky. I'm waiting for him to call. I'm waiting for him to call you Ebed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last day of your holiday, young, uh, young Brad. Yes, it's. Uh, I'm sorry, Manchester, but I've got to come back. It's. Uh, Part and course of a holiday away seeing family, so um, yeah, yeah, I'll go Is back to No, I wish if it was, I'd be walking back there now. You'd be doing the stream in the rain. Sent <laughs> 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 Ives, mate. I'd love to go back there, but uh, not quite, not quite. And I didn't do the Euro million, so it won't be any time soon either. We've got to do that. 
Well, let's just before we get going, say a few hellos. And can I just say, as I say, this is the sloppy seconds for me. Uh, if you go to oh, the Lester Till I Die website or the W's Lester Till I Die dot com um, forward slash radio, you can get the link to the Lester Till I Die radio or Mixcloud dot com forward slash LTID radio, and you can catch up with the show that myself and Dan have just done. And I promise you, you will not lose us halfway through the show like you do certain <coughs> DJs that I know. Um, then once, once mentioning no names, right. it's not Harry either, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly, he's calm. He's calm. Uh, who is in here? Mike is in. Good evening, Mike. How are you? Um, finally able to catch one of these live shows. Like, yeah, cheers, Mike. Thank you very much. Uh, Scott is in. Good evening, Scott. How are you? Um, yeah, go back and well, watch it, listen to it, whichever is easiest for you, Mike. David's in. Hello, David. Um, Turf is in via Twitch. Well, you could you always know Dan's having a Twitch, don't you? But it means something else to him. Uh, how is um, oh god, who was it? How is Celine Dion, Dan? Not mentioning, won't go any further. I'll just leave that there for people. Uh, I came in, and the first word I heard is misunderstood. Dave knows you, Chris. <laughs> uh, Terry's in. I bet Dave's never been kicked out of fusion. <laughs> we, we, this is it. We had a trip back in time in the radio show, and my God, fusion in Lee Circle. Do you remember that, Dave? Too young. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, uh, that's why I didn't ask Brad, but I thought yourself, good mom. I said, you were, it was a, a <clears throat> rite of passage. Yeah, sorry, mate. It was a rite of passage as a Leicester young youth, Leicester youth. If you got into uh, interfusion once in your life, you had to be kicked out. Um, when you listen to the radio, you can sit with your trousers off. <laughs> That's the way you want to do it, Terry. What do you Not think we're doing, me. Terry? Hey, that's why you um, only see the top off. Maybe that's why you got turned taken off. Uh, nice. You got reported. <laughs> uh, Facebook user, whoever you are, good evening. Welcome along. Uh, yeah, I do like radio because nobody can see you. I was air drumming along, and nobody knows what you're doing. Doesn't matter. Right, get your questions into the chat, guys. It's question time. You set the agenda, you ask the questions, and we try and answer them. But I'm going to start one off here because <laughs> that sounded wrong, didn't it? Um, I'm going to start one off here to the guys there, and um, just to get it going, as we always do. Um, and you don't know with, the, with these newspaper reports how correct, how you know, right they are, but. Casper could be leaving Nice in January. And, of course, it started a clamour um, in the Mercury and Fansen and all over social media. We should get him back. We should get him back. Brad, you first of all, should we have him back? No, I love Casper. I really do. And I, I was a great admirer of him being here. And I'm probably going to get a lot of people arguing with me on this one, especially with the thoughts of a lot of people have over Danny Ward. But it would be taking two steps back in trying to take one step forward. We, we've we moved on. Look, we had some issues with Casper, and I get 
his reflexes and reaction to, you know, the plus side to him and that. But he, he left the club. We moved on. And mm. what would that say to any other keeper if we brought Casper back to save our skins and then sold him again or he retired or whatever? And then what we're going to do? Is Danny Ward going to really want to take that opportunity with us? He's probably going to want to move. We're going to struggle to get a keeper and it's going to think, well, they're just going to sock me off and then beg for me back. It, it, it happens in football and whether you like it or not, right? Yeah, I, I believe the reports in Nice are true about him struggling. I know he got dropped and he's been fined and that and I'm not happy with him. But it would, it's just not right to do that. You've, you've got to show the trust in what we've got. Now, if you go out and buy a whole new keeper that's never paid for us, and Danny Ward's showing that he's not good enough, fine, do that in January. Don't take two or three steps back in the hope that you're going to take one forward because you're always going to be in, in, in a disaster. Like, I think he's, I'm grateful for his time at Leicester, but no, I wouldn't want him back personally. No. As Mike says there, and obviously he has got a, um, a bit of a foot in the, a toe in the water, um, keep, keep, keep faith in Danny Ward for fuck's sake. I agree. Personally, would you would you take him back? And like like Brad says, Dave, what does it say to Danny Ward? Yeah, I mean, I don't have the same problem with Danny Ward as others do. I have mm. more of a problem with our defence, who are absolutely pathetic. I'd take Casper back, but not as a goalkeeper. I'd take him back as a coach or, you know, something like that. Uh, mm. A bit like they've done with Hooth. Yeah. You know, in a more senior role. So, yeah, I'd definitely have him back at the club, but not as a goalkeeper, no. Because if Brad's right, that you know, that destroys any other goalkeeper that's coming through, whether it be uh, Danny Ward or not. Um, I still don't believe, and I've said this all along, a goalkeeper can... Unless it was Shilton in those days, he was very special. Um, yeah. A goalkeeper cannot alone save a club when we just give the ball away. And, and don't react so many times. That's the problem. We should be thinking about that, or the management should. Uh, somebody said sack the uh, defensive coach, and uh, I think that's probably right. You know, it's just embarrassing. Yes, yeah, it probably is. Um, I mean, I agree with you totally, Dave. The problem is Casper still feels he's got a few years in him, which is why he went to Nice. Uh, in the first place. So he wouldn't want to just come back as a defensive no, no. coach, if you like, or, or mentor. But we do miss his leadership, don't we, Brad? And yeah. as, as Harry said there, having them... Uh, Harry, there I go. Yeah, number, one, number one. Number oh, one. Number one. That's a point for us, <laughs> Took us less than 15 minutes. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> There we go. I get so involved, you see. As they <laughs> said there, I mean, we miss his leadership, and I would want him back for the leadership that he could bring. And I mean, you know, people have said when I've said that, well, because I said the same about Hooth as well. When you've got the likes of Hooth, and let's say if we had Schmeichel or you know Tagger, anybody else that was involved with the squad. Now, I'm not saying get them in because you have got the current defensive coach, whatever's doing their job, but to get them in, say, once a week to give a, a G up talking to, I think I might have said this to you as well, Brad. I mean, that would be worth it. We do miss his leadership off the field. 
Yeah, we do. But like I've said before, um, every club has had a leader in Casper's vicinity. You know, you can talk uh, Roy Keane, them sort of leaders have been around for years. They're very boisterous. They won't let you get your head down or get away with making a mistake. You can see it in the way he was as a goalkeeper. But sort of similar to the reason why I wouldn't take him back in a playing basis is you have to move on from that. You have to find that elsewhere. And, you know, maybe the thing is we only have one voice left and that's Jamie Vardy. He's the sort of player that we know will rile them up. And, you know, he's not very, he's not shy at all, is he, Vardy, of saying a few choice words if he feels they need it. I think that's why maybe who's been brought in so that on the training ground they're not doing it. But the problem with saying bringing him back as a coach or bringing someone in every couple of weeks to GM up is they can't hold them. They can't hold their hand and take them out on the playing field to GM up. You know what I mean? They can't. They can't just say referee and excuse me, we're feeling a bit down. We need to listen to Michael to cheer us up. No, the professional footballers they should be able to do that on the pitch and the collective togetherness uh, is there. We we have heard. Or at least I heard, I know you said it's like watching paint dry, and I, I've watched it and it was, but Rogers has again spoken about how first was brought in to be a leader. He's got that about him, that natural charisma. And I think people forget that natural charisma and leadership on, on the pitch, maybe not in a vocal sense, but on the pitch. We also lost, whether we, you know, curse his name, but a certain Frenchman that went to Chelsea for 75 million, um, he had that charisma about him. And the thing is, You've got to give time for a new generation. Remember when O'Neill left? We never we, we, we balls that ride up, didn't we? We never had that transition period where they slowly lost players. When O'Neill left to Celtic, we lost Lennon, we lost Guppy, you know, and then and then you know Walsh and the rest were all chucked out by potato peeler. So we've got to make sure if we're going to make this transition as a squad where we're losing these name players and sakes that we do it properly. You can't just keep bringing an old player back and hoping to do the rest. It's got to be done for the right reasons. We yeah. need help with our defence. And that's why Robert Hoof's been brought back in. So I think that's where we need to start. I mean, well, he's, he's come in as loans manager, hasn't he? Allegedly, yeah, you know, well, officially. But what he does, yeah. obviously, when he gets here, is another thing. Uh, Dave, oh. talking as, as and, and don't blame me for this, Brad brought the name up and it reminded me but on this day in history, uh, Saturday the 14th of October 2000, oh. Leicester City's longest ever spell at the time, top of the, fl- uh, the, the top of the top flight of English football came to an end after 13 days. And that was because oh. of an international break. They were beaten 3-0 by Manchester United at Filbert Street and knocked off their Premier League perch. Teddy Sheringham scored twice for the visitors, and Oli Gunnisolskjaer got the other. I wonder what happened to him. No, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, and that was a certain Mr. Taylor in charge. But can I tell um, you, Chris, that was against Man United reserves. <laughs> probably, yeah. They it had all, skulls, it all Beckham, to wrong, didn't it? Uh, all the top players on the bench, and uh, and Beckham. No, Beckham might have played, but they had they had a three, four, five guys who were. You know, better than any others in any league, but I yeah. think what Beckham was just box to box all game. I mean, mm. I saw him in a different light then. He was amazing, and we were just insulted. 
I remember yeah. I picked a mate up from Nottingham to take him uh, on the way up from Leatherhead, and um, he was so excited. He hadn't been to a game at Leicester before, uh, and we came back. He was so deflated. We we knew we were in a false position, but the fact was that the, nobody was doing anything in the background. I remember Birch giving the Man United players loads of crap when they were warming up, and I just thought this is all going to go wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and it was like to get as we know, it got worse as the season well, went it, on. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, Highfields is in. Uh, good evening from Chelmsford. Good evening to you, Highfields. Hope you are well. And Rene has popped in as well. Good evening, Rene. Um, can I just say about Casper, though? Sorry, Chris. I yeah. think Casper's gone to the wrong club for a start. Oh. I was surprised he went there. Um, I thought there were better clubs for him to go to. And there's a few that would have had him. Yeah. So, you know. I don't wait. think I don't. He won't. I can't see us taking him back as a no. as a no. as a as a player, so to speak. Stick with you, Dave, for this one first. Got it right. Um, Facebook user, whoever this person is, no name on there. Drop Ward, put Everson in for a try. Now, do you know what? I I I'm I'm. I don't, like you, I don't blame Ward for all the goals. Yes, he's made some mistakes, but all goalkeepers do. Um, you know, who can remember um, Alisson at um, Liverpool when he tried to dribble on the ball out and lost it to Vardy and Vardy put it in the net? Who can remember whoever the Liverpool goalkeeper was in the Champions League final? Goalkeepers make mistakes. Is it time to maybe say, well, look, come on, let's just put him in for one and just see... What he can do? Have I missed something here? Because I I haven't seen him make that many mistakes. I mean, tell me if I have, because no, I'm rose. I think it's the fact that we have lost, and we have lost by yeah. six and five but, and four. But um, I've seen back passes go astray. I've seen people not closing yeah. attackers down. I've seen people yeah. turning their backs on shots. You know, that's what I've seen. But I mean, if I've missed something, sure. But nothing obvious to me to say. You got to drop Danny Ward. I don't know. But I'm just thinking if his confidence is shot, and, well, and well, I know well, we're going to do though. Yeah. After you've come out and stated that he's going to be the number one, what would that do? I mean, I, I, I've had that yeah. before when I joined the club. I joined the club under the false pretense that I was going to be the number one. We got off to a rocky start. We played a cup game against a. For a Sunday league equivalent of top premiership and we were like the look we don't just start it so we were like division four or whatever and we got slaughtered right my defence were leaving gaps and and, and, and I, I had one mistake out of the six goals that were obvious and I got told don't worry about it it was then top of the league and then they went and gave this goalkeeper a chance um, alright it was a little bit convoluted because it was the manager's best mate but I didn't want to play football that season. I thought, well, what's the point? The next one we're going to is tell me I'm going to be what. You've got to sit by me. At the end of the day, he hasn't had a game of a higher calibre of the championship. If you're going to do that, it's going to be when Ward's had a few seasons and maybe when Ward maybe gets poached down the line and wants to move on from Leicester. That's when we want Iverson. What would, what would it do, right, if we already think that Danny Ward's low on confidence and we need to keep him in to build his confidence... What the hell is it going to do, right, if when we're four points, bottom of the league, starting to already fall away, and we give Iverson his debut, and he's shaking like a 
in dog trying to think Dio can't score up, can't score up, and Saha absolutely has them on toast and puts four past him. You got, what, you're going to be asking him to get sold and get dropped? No, stop it, please. I'm begging you, fans. Stop asking a 21-year-old to come and save our club. How about we fix the defence? That's the problem. Get behind Danny Ward, right? Because if we were 13th, Chris, let's say we'd beat Brentford and Southampton, right? And we're mid-table. Would anyone be even batting an eyelid to get Casper back from Leeds? No. So how about we see if we can get ourselves out of this shite hole, stop defend, defending like we've got no brain cells, and actually give our keeper a wall to defend, an actual defence to stop 30 shots a game. It's ridiculous. I am sick of seeing it after one poxy penalty save against Stockport County. For Christ's sake, get behind our goalkeeper. So have you been sat on that fence long, mate? Yeah, I did. I fell off it twice. I fell off it twice. I got ladders in the side to balance me. Look, I love Everson. Don't wrong. I, I would like that in years to come. But listen to the words years. He's 21, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Don't chuck him in to get slapped about against Paris. And he, had a, he made a howler in the pre-seasons. Yes. But as you said, that Ward would have a... He, he dropped a tango as well. No, I mean, personally... Yeah. I'm obviously devil's advocate time, but... You know, at the start of the season, I wanted to sell Casper and I wanted to promote Ward. That's what I wanted to do. And I stick by that um, because how many people were complaining about Schmeichel last year not coming off his line? You know, no, couldn't do this zonal marking. We miss um, Schmeichel's leadership, Dave. But I can say, you. The only argument there is for it, and I saw this happen at Everton once with Jordan Pickford, um, and it, it might have been when, um, what's he called, was there, the manager, the um, he left to go to Real Madrid. Um, Ancelotti. Think, sorry? It was Ancelotti. He was on. Yeah, Ancelotti, that's it, that's it. He, I think it might have been him, dropped um, Pickford, who was having a dreadful time for the club, not for England, but just for the club, took him out the firing line because everybody was starting to have a go at him. And he did come back better. That's the only way I would possibly say. Uh, but if you're going to do that with Everson, you've got to do it before we get to Man City. Because if you do that when against Man City and put him in, and Man City, let's be honest with you, we're going to probably put seven or eight past us. Um, that would absolutely shoot his... Um, Man United did it, didn't they, with De Gea? Mm, They put Henderson in for a while and then sent him out on loan. Uh, And he got fed up because he was dropped. So (laughs) uh, if Everson plays well, um, maybe he has a bad game or Danny Ward suddenly starts showing what he's like in training and Mm. comes back in, what are you going to do to Everson? I I mean, I've seen Ward come out for the ball more times than Schmeichel ever did when... In all his years there, I mean, Schmeichel, brilliant goalkeeper, obviously, and great man. But, you know, Ward is actually coming for that ball when the defence can't deal with it. He knows the defence can't deal with it. So he's going to give himself reasons to make mistakes because he's not going to catch every ball. Um, He's going to screw up, but at least he's he's trying to stop it getting to the attackers. And... That's what and he can distribute the ball and keep Mm -hmm. it keep it within the white lines of the edges of the pitch, which Casper never could. Um, I mean, I don't know the final answer, but you know, we'll we'll see. 
when you look at some of the games as well, Brad, Tottenham was not a 6-2. At half-time, I've had a few Tottenham fans say, we're actually, we were quite worried. And you had two super goals in there that mm. Gordon Banks wouldn't have saved, to be honest with you. They were yeah. two song shooter. I mean, fantastic. Brighton, so that should have been a 4-2. Brighton was five. They had one. They nearly had a second and it was offside, but it surely wasn't offside. But that should have only been four. No goalkeeper saving these. And you're a goalkeeper, Brad. And I think you you probably... Allegedly. I've never heard you mention it, but allegedly. (laughs) But as a goalkeeper, you are the last line of defence, but Mm. you've got three, four, five, depending on how many defenders, in front of you and a defensive midfielder that should be taking the majority of, you know, the, 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 the or, or defensive duties. Yeah, of course there is. And, and, and the goalkeeper's got... only going to come in if they get past those, and they're getting past those so easy. Yeah, I mean, and if you... if you, The only way you can look at Danny Ward there and really question him is if his positioning's off or he's not where he should be or he's not reacting quick enough. And to be fair to him... He's doing quite well. He makes the goal big. It looks small to his opponents as he can. He closes it out and he trusts his last line of defence, but he's alert to the, the possibilities of dangers. I mean, we've been screaming out for, for God knows how many seasons for Casper to move off his fucking line and come collect the ball. I'm actually happy Danny Ward does that. I, I'm, I'm actually feeling more comfortable watching corners. But to give an example to people that are saying, oh, well, we can see him six at first, five at Brighton, four at that, all right, great, I get it. Because keepers conceded a lot of goals, it looks fun. I get it. David De Gea, what was it, three, four seasons ago? It might have been the season that you were on about, Dave, about when Henderson came in and took the limelight, right? He was having 20 shots at him, 17 shots at him, 25 shots at him. Every other game, it was easily double figures, and he was conceding three goals. He got taken out of it, and everybody said he's finished, he's done, he needs replacing, give it, give them the one shirt to Henderson. Now look at him. He's the best thing since Lars Bread again. Never doubted him for a second. He's Man United fans suddenly think he's awesome. But that's because he's dent. I know Maguire gets thick, but to a degree, his defence has dramatically improved from, from that stage. They know how to defend better. They've become a stronger unit. Whether they liked Ollie or not, he got them finishing second, so they must have been better defending wise to finish second. Ten Hag's got them working well. And if you sort that defensive out and his defensive issues get better, and we've seen the improvements with the set-piece defending, so we know we can defend set-pieces a bit better. Once it gets better and he stops having to try and deal with 16, 15, 20 shots a game, you might suddenly realise, oh, well, he had about eight shots to deal with against Forrest and didn't concede a goal. In fact, he made some good saves to keep it at nil-nil and keep us, you know, keep a clean sheet. So I would ask them people, that if he only say, let's say Crystal Palace have 11 shots or 12 shots, but you know, at the weekend, but we don't concede a goal, does that, does that suddenly make him the world's greatest goalkeeper? No, but it shows you that if he's got a somewhat competent performance from his defence and he's not facing as many chances, he proves his worth. And that's what you've got to remember. These goalkeepers, like Dave said and like you said, Chris, hmm. are actually only as good as the defence in, in, in front of them. Yeah. And how, how many clean sheets did Casper keep last season? Not many. Um, no. He has... You know, he has kept a clean sheet. Okay, it's Forrest. But uh, but Terry, I've been kicked out of Fusion Fuller, says here, let's be frank, 
I don't want to be frank. I'd sooner stay as Chris, thank you very much. But he says, compared to what was on the market this year, our goalkeepers are very average. But the thing is, we didn't have the money. You know, they were there, granted. But we couldn't go. if We, we hadn't got the money to buy anybody. We didn't say, like, oh, we, we haven't got the money to buy a defender. We haven't got the money to buy this midfielder we want, whatever. But we have got the money for a goalkeeper. It just didn't exist. Um, let's try and move on then from that one. I think we kind of uh, covered it. Renny's yeah. got one here. Oh, um, well, now let's go to David's first. Uh, I don't know if this needs an answer or not. Forgetting defensive woes, we are top six scoring goals. But do you see ways to improve passing, passing from midfield to front two? Uh, to sorry, let me let me talk that again with my teeth in. David says, forgetting defensive woes, we are top six for scoring goals. But do you see ways to improve passing from midfield to front two? Uh, me, we run out of attackers in opposing penalty box. I wonder if formation is the issue. I'll give you that one first, Dave. Hmm. I, I think our midfielders are not being used properly. I don't know whether I made a comment. Did I see Madison was started out wide mm. last week? Why? I mean, we all know his best position. We all know what he can do in the middle. Why play him out wide? Because we are we giving Tielemans his right? I mean, you know, they're different players. Um, I don't get that. You play your best player, and he's by far the best player this year so far, um, and you play him out of position. That, that that's why because our esteemed coach is allegedly bringing a book out called coaching soccer for dummies um <laughs> allegedly i have to say uh brad but we all know he's got no idea when it comes to formations um uh brendan yeah yeah that's true we, we know that but i think that i think the biggest issue is is when when we've come under pressure this season and we've done that a lot because we find ourselves in front a lot and teams have come on to us. We're struggling with that transition in trying to be positive, but not trying to leave ourselves too exposed at the back. And when you do that, you've already got players five yards. The midfield seems to be five yards more advanced than it needs to be. And then they're trying to spring the ball. They're trying to spring their runs. Uh, when they're already in the position where they need to be for the defence to play the ball out and, and push it forward. And what we're finding is these misplayed passes out wide or these misplayed passes getting cut out to, to the front men of like Dewsbury Hall, Tillemans and Madison are getting cut out because instead of the gap being like that, the, the midfield starting there trying to press them and then spring in, whereas what it would do would be that natural spring and movement, keep the gap consistent. Because we're so stretched, between our defence and midfield, that's when the miscommunications happen. I mean, how many times have we talked about, not just this season, but last season, a player goes to make a run and then changes his mind and then the ball's paid 10 yards in front of him because the player's expecting him to go there. It's indecisive in decision-making and with the lack of confidence and, and the unsurety of their minds right now, that's when the mistakes are being made because they're, they're not... They're already in the position where they need to end up and they're thinking they're in the position they need to start to spring that counter press and then a pass that would be simple, like pass one person and into the feet of your determines, is suddenly 
you're telling us he's five yards in front of the ball because he's he's yeah. making a run that he doesn't need to. That's what's causing us to lose that battle. Yeah, and for me, I mean, Facebook user Sean it is hi Sean. Good evening. Um, you've got uh, you, or you say we've got money to extend ground. That is a different pot of money. And mm -hmm. if I had a pound for every time I've explained this, I'd be as rich as our owner. Uh, literally, the money that is going to extend the ground helps us with our FFP. If we, when we extend the ground, we will still only be half the size of Man United, ground-wise. We do not make the, the amount of money that Man United make as the club, but people want us to spend like Man United. Yeah. Well, if we do that, we have got to do things right. And extending the ground and having that infrastructure around the ground will bring people in and hopefully will help increase our uh, FFP problems, which obviously we have got very bad problems at the moment. So there we go. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on from that one because I say I'm, I've explained it every other show. For me, for me, um, I think I think it's a case of square pegs in round holes as well. Mm. Because, you know, we have... It, well, the main reason is because Rodgers is shit. I mean, let's just put it at that. If Rodgers if Rogers was any good, he would be able to get the best out of these players. He can't wow. get the best out of these players. And yet, these are the players that won in the FA Cup. Yes, we've lost for Farner, but we've bought Dakar, we've bought Samari. So we, we're not suddenly all these players down from that. So... What what's what's he doing wrong? Like I say, A, Rogers is shit. B, he can see what works, and then he put in he's putting round pegs in square holes. Um, and I said on, on the preview show the other night, for me, Madison gets the central role and is given the freedom of the park. Sticking him out on the right limits him, as you as you said, Dave. We saw that he's got two up front. It worked with Kalechi and Jamie. What did he do as soon as the season ended? He dropped it. Why? Because it was working. Why? Because he's the bell end. You know, so that is the main reason we are putting round pegs in square holes. Well, you know the other problem, Chris. The other hmm. problem is, and you've said it before, he's stubborn. I think both yeah. of you have. But yeah. the, the problem is now, if you notice, when we try and play these silly balls out of the box or in the box, we're being pressed so much more than we ever were. Um, Brentford did it. Southampton did it. Brighton did it. As soon as they know we're going to do that, they're straight up on us, four or five men. And and they know we're not going to play it long. So, yeah. you know, it could... It, it's and they know we're bad. They know we're bad. Yeah. bad. Yeah. And, and you've got this so-called super coach, one of the, the, or the best British coach out there, getting out tactics by a guy who's never been a manager in his life and has been a caretaker manager for four games. And he's yeah. out tacticking and out thinking this superb coach. Just go, yeah. Brendan. Just do us a favour. I've always said I do not want to lose a game to get rid of the manager. I'm on the verge of actually changing my mind on that one. But, hey, don't get me going. Don't get me going. The other crazy Stop. thing is that we now have a chance – we did have a chance to get up the table because I watched the games last Saturday um, mm. and every team that lost in that Premier League made so many mistakes. 
They gave the ball away all the time. Um, they and Brentford, a team you wouldn't expect, gave the Brighton even. They gave the ball away all the time. I mean, it was so embarrassing to watch these clubs. And they got the two nil at the moment, by the way, to Brighton. Yeah. So it's yeah. weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it James, Justin, James yeah. Justin's never been the player since he was injured. I don't know why. I don't you know could say that about a lot, couldn't we, really? Well, it took yeah. Madison a long time to get back. Yeah. Uh, I guess it, it can affect you that way. Scott says here, if Evans is not fit, this is the worry, do you go for a Marty, Soyuncu or Vestergaard? We know he won't go to Soyuncu because... He'll go he, for a Marty. Yeah, he, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't run the hundred yard meters quick enough in training, or he had, you know, he, he turned up for training one day with his laces undone. Oh, that was it. You're not in the squad. Fuck off, Brendan. I'm sorry, but you know, it so easy. Gonna Soyuncu is the for me the obvious one. Vestergaard, the most expensive player ever to feature in our under twenty threes, I believe. Fifteen yeah, million. That, He's in the under twenty threes. Yeah, seven nil, and he oh. scored one of them, um, and that would leave a Marty. Um, and I hate to have a go at a Marty because I, 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 it's not his fault, you know. Because last season he kept us going, but surely, and don't bring in Didi or, or whoever else from the, the middle field and put him in the defense when you've got Soyuncu on the fucking, not even making the bench. Surely it would have to, it should be so untrue, Dave. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Without and, any, I mean, Amati now has been changed on the website from a midfielder to a defender on the description. He's not a defender. Um, he, he's, he's just not that, a defender. To be honest uh, with you, Perez has been listed as an attacker for about four years. Well, <laughs> we yeah, know he's not one of those. No, Perez has been listed as a footballer full stop. He's a bit strange. But... <laughs> I know I'd get a response from Brad. Brad, I mean, is it, for you, would it be so untrue? No, it wouldn't. It really wouldn't. And, and this is the one thing I'll, I'll defiantly you know, die on that hill and say, is Sayuncu the better player than Amati in terms of what they can do and capable of? Yes, yes, he is. There's no denying that, he is. Has Soyuncu's head been at Leicester for the last 12, 15, 18 months? No, it fucking hasn't. There's no smoke without fire, mate, and people can say what they like, but that rumour has never gone away. His agent, the reports, they keep coming in, into land, Real Madrid, this club, that club, he wants out. He doesn't want to play. He's only turning up. Yeah, so what if he's turning up training? So what if he's, you know, working his socks off in training to keep himself match fit? It ain't for us. I can tell you that much. I'm sorry. I just do not believe, right? There's no smoke without fire because there was no way on this God's green earth is his head, if, if Soyuncu's head, head isn't up his own arse about leaving Leicester, that he's not getting picked because Brendan trusted him. Brennan put his arm around him, and when he lost his head a couple of seasons ago, when we finished fifth, when he lost his head, he, put, he came off down the tunnel and he was swinging his arms, and Brennan put his arm around him. And Brennan went, there, there, don't worry, mate. It's all right. Get your adult. We're going, we'll go again. We'll get this. We'll do it. And no, the Interland rumours, the range of rumours came swung around, and he couldn't be arsed. And he, then he started goofing up, and then he started swinging in and body language. He looked a mess for Turkey. He looked like he couldn't be arsed. Anything to get him away from football. And then 
he'd come back and we tried it again, and he still doesn't give a shite about his club. He wanted out. Let's well, face it, he came, wanted in out. Fairness, in fairness to him, when he came back from the Euros, Turkey shouldn't have gone out of the stage they, they had if they played to the potential, but they didn't. He was the, the, the glamour boy of Turkey, the poster boy, if you like, and he played worse. It, that would be like Beckham getting sent off. <laughs> we know, you know, we, we yeah. know on these glamour boys defeat. But then he came back to Leicester and we had the massive injury crisis. Yeah, and so he had to play. Said, and he had to play when he wasn't fit to play. Um, and that made it worse. But he had to because he, he, he was yeah. all we had. But are we not taking our nose off despite our face? Tielemans oh. wants to leave and... All right, some game. He, he, to be honest with you, has he made a difference this season, Tielemans? No, I don't think no, there'd be any no, no, no. if he wasn't in the team. And no, he wants not, to leave. He won't sign the contract either. But yeah, he obviously makes Brendan's arse enough to get in the team every week. Well, maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. It doesn't matter. What matters is is. Yes, he wants to go. We know that. We understand that as fans. He's made that clear. And whilst technically he's never ruled out staying beyond this season, we all know it's all just being nice for the media. And I, I understand that. But the difference is he has come out on several occasions and gone, I am happy to play for Leicester. I will give my all to Leicester. And no, he's not had the greatest of seasons. He's not had the greatest of impacts we've seen from him. And I know he's probably, and it's not right, but like Madison did last year, he's getting a stay of execution in the team because we know what he can do when he's on the ball. But he's made some passes. He's been a bit crucial in certain aspects of our game. It's just not as obvious and they're not as seen as much of as we'd like him probably. And he'd definitely like. He's not exactly walking around with his hands down his shorts, picking his nose, scratching his ass, going, I'm playing because I like the boss, but I don't give a shit about this club. No, he's playing football and he's doing what he can for his career. Soyuncu so, has washed his hands of this club. He has fallen down the rabbit hole of these reports and his agent linking with all these clubs and he's going to get me out of this club. So I really want to You've got a player in Soyuncu that wants, allegedly, you're saying, to move away. Um, so, he, you know, if we is given the chance, he thinks, oh, I'm not going to play because if I play well... That's just going to make people want me, isn't it? Surely. And you know yeah, what? Let's put. Let's not put a left-footed, you know, left-sided, left-footed player on the left of the two centre backs. Let's put a Marty there, who, when he's played <coughs> there three or four times this season, Dave, when he's played there, it's been absolutely shite. And I wow. liked a Marty; he was my improved, most improved player last season. But when he's played on that left of the two centre backs. He has been absolutely shite and has cost us goals. He's a midfielder. I keep mm. saying it. I can't stop yeah. saying it. And he will play well for 20, 30 minutes maybe, and then he'll make a dramatic error. Mm. Or he'll not tackle, or he'll not block the ball. He'll turn away. He'll slip. He'll, uh, you know, something will go wrong. You can guarantee it. Uh, and that's what bothers me all the time. And yeah. he continues to play in the back four. And Brad's probably right. We haven't got any options, really, have we? Um, I didn't realise the Soyuncu thing was quite as bad as that. Um, but <laughs> what other options have we got? We yes. can't, we're struggling to play yeah. through it at the back, aren't we? I mean, uh, I think we're, we're, we're kind of guessing what's going on because we don't know what's going on well, in training. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that about training. I don't go to training. I don't know. I would, I, would, I would be honest, the only reason I'm so 
certain there's definitely something more to it than just he's not training hard enough is Brendan was asked the question about whether he would get back into the team and he basically just blew the question off he kind of did a lift trust he didn't answer the question he just yeah. said yeah it's training 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 that, he didn't answer so basically and that's every time he's asked a certain question about Silent Chew it's almost like he doesn't want to talk about him as if to say look he's not part of the team he doesn't want to be here let's move on he's not training well that's all the answer you're going to get yeah. and it feels like that's the go-to answer and it's it's funny that Pratt, who turned around and said, look, I want to stop and fight for my place. We've mm. never seen him. He's got this amazing injury, yeah. you know, injury that suddenly appeared from anywhere. But again, we've never had these injuries as bad as they are now pre-Brendan. And how many mm. players that we sign have come in and said, bloody hell, the training here is intense. You know, a lot of these injuries, I would say 75% of our injuries are off, not you know, not injured during the game, injured at training. What the fuck is Brendan doing at training? Injuring <laughs> all these players. We will agree to disagree on that one. Uh, for mm. me, I think he's he should be in. Um, you don't. I think Dave's maybe on the fence now a little bit. I wouldn't uh, pick a Marty. I wouldn't pick a Marty. I'm sorry. Well, no, and I wouldn't pick Vestergaard. <laughs> no. And it's I'm sure he didn't sense. cost all seven goals, and players do get the odd <coughs> thing now yeah. and again. But at least if he was picked, at least he is a defender. But nothing's been said about it. At least you know he'd want to play for football, unlike so in my opinion, yeah. he doesn't seemingly want to. But I, point, I would rather. Yeah. yeah. That fair point, fair point. Um, and he didn't look bad, Vestergaard, against a fourth tier team. You know, he, he did oh. him and him, funnily enough, him and Soyunshu together restricted them to four shots. But you could argue, well, well, you know, it was a team near the bottom of the fourth tier. Highfield yeah. Fox says, I worked at the Avery in Lee Circle in the late 80s. What's a Swiss cottage in Lee Circle? <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, it was the place to take if you wanted to impress the ladies mm. the le for the old um, old prawn cocktail. How, how exciting was the prawn cocktail back in the late 70s, early 80s? Bye. We didn't know we, we didn't know we were living. Chicken um, in a basket, eh? Yeah. Scampi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Scampi in a prawn cocktail. That was exotic. That was <laughs> you did you missed these times, Brad. You were you weren't there. You don't know <laughs> but, what we had to go through. Yes. To call. Yeah. Hey, hey, nowadays you were a woman with a with a five litre of petrol. So I'm all right. If you can afford five <laughs> yeah. petrol, it's different. You say take it to Tesco Express and pay their premium. <laughs> You're well away with the ladies. <laughs> yeah. True, Ed, and it's a fair comment from him. You know, he is a forest fan. Um and he said he, he's worded it wrongly, but uh, when do you think your relegation will be confirmed? Probably you know just what? After there, isn't it? <laughs> well, just... they're, they're technically they're above us. <laughs> the question is, who's going to get to Derby's eleven points first? Derby might get there. <laughs> <laughs> Joking aside, Chris, if if we don't win tomorrow, that's it. You know, I really think that's it. Do you know I what? Know Palace, Palace can fly at times, but if we don't win tomorrow, and Rogers has put his neck on the line about the home games. How so often has he put his neck on the line? Well, you Palace know. and Leeds coming up, two games that we should piss. And you think, if we don't win either of those, he's, <laughs> he should resign anyway. 
I said at the you know early on in the season, these are the four games that I would have got rid of Brendan Rodgers before, because you get a new manager in that's putting the round, let's say round pegs in round holes, gets a new you know that new manager bounce and the four winnable games. But Brad, um, Craig came up with a very very good point which I haven't considered, and that is. Is Top giving Brendan enough rope to hang himself? It's a dangerous um, game to play. I agree it's a dangerous game to play. But let's say we lose tomorrow against Palace and we then lost two of the five games that are winnable, yeah? yeah? He could then turn around and say, well, I gave you every chance. I didn't sack you after Arsenal did us or Spurs. Sorry, to get you know, he's he's I can say giving him the chance to basically drop himself in it. I think that's a bit harsh, and I guess the media would definitely twist it that way. Um, but no, actually, that was from Craig. That was no, no, but I'm saying I'm thinking in hindsight, if that's how it did play out, I'm sure the media would maybe twist it that the, the, the owner left him out to dry after backing him a few weeks ago, and I can understand why Craig's saying that exact thing, but. The thing is, right, if he's doing that, what do we always say about these managers when they've done so much? And I'm, f- forget what we think as individuals on his coaching this season and, 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 and the majority of last season, right? He got us fifth place twice. He took us to a semi-final. He won us the FA Cup. He won us the English Super Cup, just for you, Chris, I'll call it that, right? He brought a lot of success. And again, I'd make the comparison. What if it was Martin O'Neill in 2000 that had us lose to Wickham and take us down the table? Would we immediately want him sacked or would we want to give him time? And maybe they're thinking of the backlash they suffered with the media and with the fans to a degree about how quickly they reacted to Ranieri. In hindsight, being a one to think, it worked out because, you know, Shakespeare was able to catapult us up the league, we beat Liverpool and Seville. But, you know, you know, we did that and we had a great end to the season and, he, it, you know, he got the job. If we do that and it works, great, of course. But maybe they feel, you look at the likes of Watford, you know, and then and that and you think, well, God, if we go back to sacking our managers, because let's remember, you know, his dad, God rest his soul, but when he first came here, we went for about 14 managers in, in six years or something, death by didn't we? And maybe you look at the likes of Watford who do that every six weeks, they don't want to get like that. You look at how Forrest had gone to Steve Cooper. They they were they the, the media was foaming at the mouth for him to get sacked for losing four 0 to Leicester because of the local derby. And they turned around and went, "No, we know the problem is not you. It's your it's the hiring staff that we hired. That's why they're gone. Here's a new contract in you trust." I'm not saying their owner's going to do that, but maybe he gets a stay of execution and longer than most managers would, i.e. Powell, who didn't do anything brilliant with Leicester in terms of finishing or, or silverware, and he's getting a, a longer stay of execution now, I wouldn't be bothered if we lost the Palace and then he was sacked because they go, well, you did, mate. You had 18 months, really, to sort this out. It's not nine, ten games. I, I, don't, I don't agree. Uh, your thoughts on this, Dave. I don't think any manager... When you say you've got money in the bank because of what they've done, bollocks. You know, Ranieri won us the Premier League. He got us into 17th place. And if he had not been, and he was still in the Champions League, had he not been sacked at that point, we would have got relegated that season. 
My um, Nigel Pearson was sacked by Top. His dad said, no, you're not sacking him. We're going to give him another chance. Got us promoted. And we did the great escape. Then we sacked him. So where, where was his... Um, uh, that. Oh, there was uh, extenuating circumstances with, with the Nigel Pearson ones, but yeah. you know he didn't have any. He had a hell of a lot of credit in the bank, and that that went. Um, Martin O'Neill was not here long enough for it to go wrong. Remember how the fans were when O'Neill first got here? Yeah, and they, he sat, you know, they wanted him out straight away. So yeah, all right, he turned it round. But just because, I mean, you know, you cannot keep Vardy should be getting. Tags the complaints and moans about this season. He hasn't fucking scored a goal yet. But, oh, it's Jamie Vardy. You cannot live on your past glories. If so, we'd still be putting out um, Seth... Uh, what was it? Um, well, let's Seth Smith. Seth, Seth Smith. You know, we, we, in the, in the, uh, bless him. Rest in peace. He's dead. But, you know, he was our top goal scorer. We should still be playing. You can't, in the bank, it doesn't matter. He has, it has been, he's got us at the bottom of the league, the worst start of any Premier League club. So he has got us another record. Well done, Brendan. Um, and yes, I wanted Ranieri to go when, when we sacked him. Uh, but I don't get this, um, you know, you, you've got one season to build on what you've done. You know, and okay, you could say, and I say, finishing eighth last season, we got to the semi finals of the European Cup, but it wasn't the European Cup we wanted to. No, last season, right saying we got knocked out of the FA Cup, but hey, we won the Papa John's trophy. Yeah, last season was bad. We hey, three I'll take that trophy, thank you very much. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, to be fair, last season you can't judge against anything. We had horrendous injuries. He never yeah. moaned about it. Uh, the press moaned about it more than we did, um, and he got on with the job. I think this year, um, a, I think Top is, you could say, staying calm while everybody else is panicking. Um, he knows that, I mean, I think, is it Rob Tanner in yeah. the um, magazine no, thing I, I subscribed to? Yeah, he, he put it there. He said, you know, who's the replacement? And we've all said that. We, we've, we've put names about like they're going out of fashion for managers that you wouldn't even dream of appointing under usual circumstances. So we we should still have one of the best managers in the country. I don't know if he is, but we should have. Um, Martin O'Neill. Yeah. wouldn't be where we are now. Well, maybe not, but Martin O'Neill boasted about two top 10 finishes, but one of them, we were in relegation zone for a lot of the season, and it was only a, a good run at the end that got us in the top 10. So, you know, that that's deceptive as well. Um, and we were playing some pretty crap football under O'Neill, to be fair. I mean, we never quit, I know, but, you know, it wasn't good sometimes. Uh, so, anyway, so it's clouded by history, that is. Yeah. I think you're going to get struck down by lightning tonight for that comment, <laughs> Dave. It's true. I mean, I sat no, through no, a lot of it. I'm not know? arguing. I'm just saying a lot of people will be going, bloody yeah. hell. So, you know, it's, it's no, I mean, I mean, Dave's right. I could just quickly add to that. I mean, we turn around and see these players and say, oh, well, you know, form, you know, form is temporary, class is permanent sort of thing, don't we? And I don't think you've become a bad manager overnight. There's a lot of 
in certain circumstances. I mean, I agree with Dave. The injuries can kind of, to a to a degree, not completely, but you know, to a degree. You know, we even said last season, Chris, didn't we? Could Klopp or you, you know, or Pep have come in and done any better with injuries? Probably not. To be the greatest respect to them, I think the thing is as well. It's it's a testing time, and this is where you find the difference between a good player and a quality player. Because we, we need more individuals to step up to that mark to get us through this bad period, to allow them players that aren't, you know, that are maybe Premier League standard, but not quite the standard we're, we're wanting to have in the squad. And, and well, we need what, have we not got those players? Because these are the players that won, like I said, the FA Cup. Mm. Yeah, but also, yeah, but also what we figured out, and this is this is going back, to be fair to him, this is going back before the injuries, when in Rogers' like, first season, and even before Rogers was... Was in, and the key to our success, not having a right winger, so we played Pereira, and having Ndidi, who is, and I still it, I still think he's Leicester's closest thing we're ever going to see to Ngolo Kante, who, who was a freak of nature at Leicester and, and, and has been right. They constantly pick up injuries, and sometimes you just get a player that no matter how good they are, they they have a, a, a track record, and we keep. Season upon season, especially in the last three seasons, we have missed Ricardo and then Didi for weeks on end. It's not like they're out for a training niggle, they're going to miss a game, but they'll be playing midweek or the week after, whatever. No, they're out for three or four weeks, and then their recovery takes a knock, so they're out for six weeks. We but have some. Dave said players. earlier, just with Didi, yeah, he hasn't looked the same since he's come back. No, he's you know, not. There's a penalty in him in every game. Um, or two. You've, you've, you've also got to say, okay, maybe the you know the players, the, the quality of there, maybe you've got to look at why aren't they playing? Maybe they don't want to play for. Um, uh, yeah. You hope not, Rogers. Yeah, well, I'm not saying that they don't, they're not that they're not no, wanting to play, but the they are doing what they have to do. They're mm. not. Yeah. We know those players would have died for. Um, O'Neill, mm-hmm. you know, we know Ranieri had a great bond with, with, with that squad, but maybe it's come to a point where he talks so much, bullshit, you know. And let's talk, you know, let's look at our at Brentford while well, the players retired. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. You put two out of five subs on, mm-hmm. you, know? Yeah, but, yeah. you know, we played, we played such a young side against Arsenal. Bullshit. The youngest side that's ever been put out by a Premier League team was Southampton and they beat us 2 1. I mean, we should go through every game and talk about the bullshit that is coming up and he's coming back to bite him on his bum. If I was one of his players, I'd be thinking, God, what a wally. I don't know, you know. So maybe, you know, he is he is losing it. But um Rene asks here, and let's go to you first with this one, Dave. Uh, what do you rate for uh, Danny Van Der Beek? <laughs> I mean, first of all, it was thirteen million was the first, yeah. according to the newspapers. Now it's gone up to forty. Yeah, I don't. We're see not looking to afford that. <laughs> no, but I don't see it anyway. I really don't. Um, I don't think he's done enough for me to prove that he's a he's the sort of player that we need. Um, I, you know, we need somebody that's going to get hold of it all, and and almost a Neil Lennon type, or you know, you can go back years for that. But we need somebody who's going to get hold of it. Tielemans can't, Mad uh, Madders can't, 
I can't think of anybody in that team, Johnny Evans can't, who can actually really get hold of it all and say, right, you would do this. Like Taggart would or Walshy or Elliot. That's the problem. We haven't got any leaders on the pitch. Vardy, I would have thought, would have been the leader. But he's not even going to get a game now. I, I just see as soon as something goes wrong, the heads have gone. As soon as something goes wrong. And then they start arguing off the ball. You know, Danny Ward gets frustrated. Um, I just we saw I, Forrest do that as well, didn't we? Yeah, you know, they did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. And I, ironically, you talk about that. I was listening to BBC Solent on the way home from the the other night, and I thought they were talking about Leicester because they're getting the same sort of stick that we're giving City um, for the same reasons. And Who I is, thought, sorry, Southampton. Oh, and I thought this could have been people talking about Leicester. Exactly mm. the same. It was staggering. Uh, and I reckon if you tune into all local radio, it'd probably be the same thing for some of these clubs. Possibly. Talking to Neil Lennon, did you see him in the Champions League the other night? He's ma- managing somewhere, I think, in Cyprus. I know. Somewhere. Yeah. Well, uh, Brad, Danny van der Beek, for you? I wouldn't. And, and the reason I wouldn't be is... I- First, I thought he was maybe getting mistreated and unfairly treated, made broken promises in, in, in his moves to Manchester United. But he went on loan to Everton last season, didn't he? In in in, in like in January, I think, and he didn't exactly do anything there. And had he not had that, I might have been willing to take the risk and saying, give him a get second lease of life. He might be able to prove what he did. But he went to Everton and and, and was shocking. In fact, he, he went he went from warming Man United's bench to warming Everton's bench. He doesn't show a sign of a leadership. If if you believe what certain areas of Manchester and their fan base are saying about him, is he throws his toys out the quickly? Um, again, it's, it's it's like they whether it's first choice or not, and you can have these players that aren't first choice. We kept one around until the end of last, you know, end of not last season, the season before, in West Morgan for it. He wasn't first choice, but he was a very vocal leader in that dressing yeah. room. I do think that's the sort of player we maybe need to get. Or somebody needs to come out the shell. And, and we've said this before, Chris, 90% of the time, vice captaincy is either sentimental or it's point. It's pointless. It's either given sentimentally, like it has been given to Albrighton for his term of service at Leicester, but it doesn't really affect what it does. Yeah. I would give that armband... With the greatest respect, I'm sure our Brighton, being such a lovely bloke, would understand why if, if Rogers chose to give it to Kieran Dewsbury Hall. If he's supposed to be our bright future and, and he's supposed to be the the up the Alamo charge them and he's going to be alongside Madders going forward after Tillman's book is off at the end of the season, you need to make sure he's learning. And if Evans is your captain and he's the one that's putting an arm around him and teaching the ways of the captaincy, maybe he could then feel brave and want to use his voice because you know you talk about you know Dave said there about matters and that no one really seems to have a charge about I would argue Kieran Dewsbury Hall is the only one that you see on that whether you're watching it completely legally on a stream or you're watching it when it's actually live on BT you actually watch him make a 30 yard run back in a, a full bloody challenge and we're all sat there going get in, get in Dewsbury Hall, get in Sun, pride of Leicester. And we do, we get a bit biased because he is Leicester born and bred, but maybe there is somewhere in there deep down that that vocal leader behind it. Mm. We've just got to give him that responsibility. 
maybe that's what we need to be doing. Plus, Dave, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think in what people are thinking is Tillemans is going, <coughs> excuse me, bring Donny van der Beek in because he's a big name. And it's bring funny he's gone back to Man United and he's not still not got into the team, you know, mm-hmm. the new manager. But we've got Dennis Pratt. Well, Surely oh, he's yeah. the one to move up and to put into that role because he gets forward. He moves the ball forward. You know what I thought when we were talking about his slight injury the other week? I thought, this is an excuse. I'm sure you guys think that. He's, he could play. He's fit. He's going to be all right. But he was just making an excuse that he's not putting him in. I mean, he, he, bought, well, he said how good he was. He's going to fight for his place, like you said earlier. But he, he can't. How can you fight for your place when you get picked? Well, you get put on the bench and you don't get on. That's not fighting, is it? I don't give a toss what they do on the training ground. I really don't. And I think this is all, well, he's trained well all week. We get out on a Saturday and they don't play well. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather him train badly, maybe like Frank Worthington did, get on the pitch and do something special. I was going to say, because, you know, do you want a player, because some players towards the end of the season don't even train our, yeah. you know, five days because age of whatever, you know. Um and it extends their life, but we, 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 we will see. Scott's got one here. Um, well, first of all, Mike uh, is buzzing for his trip to the KP and even more for the cup upset. <laughs> Thing is, Mike, I'm not even going to argue with you. Do you know why? You could probably will be an upset. Um, at least you did the right, right thing and sacked your manager. You know. Yeah, I was going to say, hold on. I, I, I want a new port doing this. Is he sure he's that confident? If I was a Newport supporter, I'd be confident playing Leicester. Mm, Especially yeah, they should yeah. hopefully get a new manager bouncing. Um, but Scott says here, is Mendy available? And if so, would you put him in? I'm not sure. Like I can say, I haven't gone anywhere near the, um, the uh, press conference. Uh, mm. You've watched it. Did he say anything about Mendy, Brad? He was asked a question. Um, Adidas are still a few weeks away, and Mendy's just got back into training with, with Pratt. Um, he did touch on the Dennis Pratt thing, and again, I, I just wonder if it's something that's a bit persistent with because uh, you can have that sometimes when it's a certain particular injury where they can't train for a couple of days, but then they train for three days. Um, I'm not sure if Mendy's available. It didn't seem to sound optimistic about Mendy. I think he's just saying he's only just got back into training. Um, so your only option off the bench would be Dennis Pratt. And I'm with you, Chris. And you you know I've said this about, about it, regardless of his contract situation. I would like to see Dennis Pratt play. Um, but you could take a look at the side of... Um, of um, of what he's saying about Dennis Pratt with what he said about Samore last season. And, you know, you can say that maybe he's using it as an excuse because didn't he say last season that Samore was struggling with injury and he was not training all the week and now suddenly he's playing a lot more this season. Um, I, I'd assume it's going to be Samore that plays anyway. I think he's been given the the nod to be the, 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 the second in command behind Ndidi. Um but I, I do have a little bit of wonder. I'd like to think it's more a persistent injury that Pratt doesn't train every day of the week and comes near the back end of the week to, to, to try and get in the team. 
more than it's just being used as an excuse. To my knowledge, both Ndidi, um, Ndidi's unavailable and Mendy's still a doubt for, for, for Rogers to be picked. I would yeah. pick Mendy, though, if he was fit. I've not um, seen him have too bad a game. No, you, well, you, could, you could push Samore up into that midfield, couldn't you? And take yeah. him down. Samore, he said he'd want him as a hybrid between the players. He looks good. He looks good going forward. Stick I, I, I mean, at one point, he, when we bought him, he was our most expensive ever signing. And mm. in fairness to Mendy, he's a hell of a lot better in distributing the ball than indeed he is. Mm. Yeah, he is. Indeed, so he tackle. That's all he can do. He can tackle. And then well, you need really somebody tackle, with him. Sorry? It's a long-legged foot push. He does break up a lot, and then, but he can't yeah. hit with the ball. A couple Mendy, of goals, though, Chris. He bottled it. He bottled, When he was playing in the back four, Brighton, I think yeah. it was, was it? He bottled it big time. Yes. Uh, yeah. And another time, I can't remember who, but he just, he can't tackle, but he just can push that foot uh, and, and just click, get the ball away, which is great for a midfielder. It's no good if you play. Yeah, I mean, I think Mendy. I say Mendy hasn't quite got. I think Mendy's just for me. If 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 Mendy's a seven, Mendy's an eight. It, it, it's that close. Mm. Um, but Terry says, do you notice how Bournemouth paid special attention to Madison and gave him a quiet afternoon compared to the Forest game? Well, I, I think that's a manager knowing what he's doing, Terry. Because having watched him against Forest. Dave, wouldn't you be playing, giving special attention to, <laughs> to to marking Madison out the game? Yeah, he would, and you'd stop anything going to him. But he still played wide, didn't he? And and that shouldn't yeah. have happened. And it doesn't take much to close somebody down that's playing wide midfield, really. I mean, Barnes, look at Barnes. I mean, he, he, they know how to stop him coming inside. When he comes inside, he scores. But no, no team apart from Froyce let him do it. So Barnes is ineffectual. It's pointless, you know. Here's here's the thing I had for you, and I'll ask you. I know you're the host, Chris. If you don't mind me asking the pair of you this question, with us having an incompetent right winger and being handicapped on a right winger, aka Perez, and Barnes has been tried as a, a left winger and he's been given the chance as a striker. Would you? And I know we'd love to see two up front, but would you say go four three one two? And have Daka and Nacho, and would you have? Would you then turn around and say that now Vardy and Barnes, instead of instead of trying to compensate that right side and putting Madison out there, have Madison's number ten? And would you say that Barnes and Vardy now start on the bench as your replacement subs, or a replacement? Yeah, because you can play that Madison role. So if you wanted to take Madison off, you could put Barnes there. Maybe that should be an option. Do you think that's something that? that I know he's too stubborn to do it, but do you think maybe that's something that should be at least attempted so that we're not trying to balance out one side of a wing by shoving the most creative player we've got on the team out in the middle of nowhere? I, I would make Barnes an attacker slash number 10 and, and, and go to up front and have him on the bench as a super backer or mentor or whatever and use him that way. What do you, do you think? I, 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 I've said that before, that I think Barnes would be better being a a central striker or central midfielder than he is a wide man because he doesn't know what to do when he's marked out of it. He yeah, cannot he change his game. Um, and, and therefore, it's, it's one way, either down the line, get across or inside if there's no other player there. Predictable. If there's two, two on him, he's pretty, yeah, exactly. 
But at least if he's coming from behind the strikers, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, you see, for me, first of all, you know I like a four-four-two. Uh, yes, my bastard, you do. Four-four, bloody two. I'm Hello, sorry, Mark. I don't know what's wrong with it. All these fancy Christmas trees, four-one-one-one-one-one. Hey, fuck off! It's four-four-two. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, four defenders, and to my mind, this is this is just me. Thick, and it's been. I think it might be Terry. Other people have said it. That do you know what? Stick Barnes on the right. Mm. Give him a go on the right. We haven't got a fucking right winger in the the squad at the moment. That's any good. Apologies to Mark O'Brien, but he is. He's going to be an impact sub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brendan, impact sub. Okay, you know whether he's been injured or not, I don't know. But for me, I would put Barnes on that right. And give him give him a go there. Put Luke Thomas, who isn't brilliant necessarily at defending, but I think he could do quite well on the left side going forward because he likes to sort of get the cross in and what have you. And then have for me Samari and Madison as the two defenders. And yes, two up front, but Vardy's on the bench. He, he hasn't oh, scored all season for whatever reason. And you can make excuses about him not getting the ball. But Dakar has scored, is it two this season? Or he's only scored three, I believe, this season. I'll have a look at that. But So why are we even considering Vardy? Mm. Again, all these these players becoming too safe. Vardy's had a lot going on with his stupid misses lying in court, allegedly, and costing him a lot of money. So his mind's not been on the game. Mm. You know, I said to the Palace fan, you know, I said, don't worry about him doing the Eagle celebration tomorrow because if he's playing, he isn't going to score. You watch, you're going to get a trick now. But no, do you know what I mean? So, no, for me, Vardy's benched, but definitely to up front. In actually, he creates that link. But Vardy's much more than a striker now. And the older he gets, the more I think so. He's, I think, he's, he, I think he, yeah, much more than a striker. He's, a, he's, a, he's somebody having a picnic. He can create he, goals. He defends. You know, at times he's got that header in in the box when we've needed it. He shouldn't have to defend, but he does. He, Tired he and he's it. flicked it on, and then there's been an opposition player on the end of it that's gone or in the goal. Yeah. I suppose you could. I suppose you could argue that you could put him on if we're winning a game. With some comfort, which is a very rich thing. But I, I mean, I was just thinking the two up front. If you want to, you know, if if if, if Paul Rogers is thinking, I can't leave my child, my saviour, my favourite Barnes out of my team when he's fit. Well, then maybe convert him. You want to convert Madders and all these to have multiple roles. Get Barnes, and at least then, if he's even if he is on the bench, if he's coming on, like you said, with and he actually knows to use five subs. Brendan, spoiler alert: we can. He can he can take Yuri off and put. Drop matters in there and then put Barnes on. He can do this, he can do and if he does that, he might just start getting these better results and he might start getting more out of these players because you it's a you only see it really on football manager sort of games, but you could class Barnes as your inverted winger, which is where he's not to the touch line like a normal winger, but he's more in line with the edge of the box and he'd come in. You've just got to find a way to utilize him more than Captain Obvious down the left-hand side where he gets three men marking him every game after 30 minutes. 
because they kind of take 30 minutes, it seems to go, oh, yeah, shit, he came run really fast, this guy, and cut in. Maybe we should do our jobs and mark him. And once they start doing that, it's like what we said about Perez, because, didn't he, when he comes on, did he? Because we didn't hear him. It's like you telling me the Barnes didn't come off. I was going, didn't he? Because I didn't hear him after the first half hour of the game. And it's not his fault. He's obviously instructed to do that, but you've got to find a way to utilise him. If he's going to play him because he's a favourite child and he thinks he's better than what he is or whatever, mm. or has the potential to be put on this, then do what you're doing with Madison. Find him, make him diverse. Make him a false nine. Make him a number 10. Make him a striker. He spoke to Alan Shearer for Christ's sake, so he clearly has the ambitions yeah. to want to prove he can do it in that position. Give him a fair crack of the whip. Mm. We can't be doing no worse, can we, than only having one striker? No, I, I mean, say, for me... <laughs> I'd, I'd move him over and, and, and do it that way. Just out of interest, um, uh, Dave, uh, Jamie Vardy, uh, nine appearances, no goals, three assists. That's been his contribution this season. Uh, Pat Sendaka, eight, go- eight appearances, three goals, one assist. Which, which is the better player? Ianacho. Ianacho. Seven appearances, apparently. Um, I don't know where that must have missed six of them. Uh, one goal, one assist. Don't ask about Perez because he's down as a striker. But what I'm saying is, is how long do we stick with these players just because of what they've done in the past? And don't get me wrong, as I said about many, many players and managers, Jamie have already walked through that door now. I'd have his babies, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I should say that. But we've got to accept that he's coming to his sell-by date. They're not all appearances, though, are they? They're, what, three or four on the bench? Yeah, I think, I think they're appearances, but it's not saying that he started getting by. Get no, 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 no. So, to be fair, and one of them was, what, 80-something minutes? Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think that is... Oh, uh, no, maybe uh, 70. But they all have. They've, they, they've all yeah. had points. Yeah, Jamie Vardy as well. Has also been on from naught to 70 minutes and still yeah, not scored. Exactly. I mean, you know, okay, years ago, question, we, we saw, sorry, we saw Dakar at the weekend stick up, you know, he, he did a back heel into the net. What a goal. And I can remember Vardy doing a better one than that for England against Germany. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he doesn't, he's not doing it now. And at some point, no, we've got to say he's, he's, not past it, but you know, his sell-by date has appeared. And do we stick with a striker that isn't scoring goals? Have we played those two up front together this year? I can't remember it. In I don't think well, you can't play Dak and Vardy together, I don't think. You play talk for against, against Brighton, and funny enough, we said it in a post-match, didn't we, Chris? We went, hey, we play talk for and they both fucking scored. What happened? Because he changed it after he didn't stay that way, typical. Mm. But when we have played two up front, we have seen the effects. But right. I do agree with what you're saying, Chris, and that's one thing I will say. If if the last few games, if you take the Forest one out of it, you can understand to a degree why you'd want Vardy on that pitch to start again. But just maybe we are slowly seeing a little bit of breach in that stubbornness in terms of Dak is getting a start, getting a nod ahead of him. And then he's earning that with his goals. I'm sure he is. Mm. But, I mean, we've been saying it for God knows how long. All three of us have been saying it since we started doing this sort of debate show. 
maybe, just maybe, having two of our three striking options on the pitch at once would benefit all three of them because they've all clearly got something to contribute. Barley's not scoring, but he's assisting. Dak is doing both. And Nacho, when he's had 12 minutes or three seconds of football in time, has shown he can do both as well. So maybe the problem isn't whether As soon as Nacho came on against Arsenal, he set up um, Madison. Exactly, exactly. Well, there's exactly so. Hmm. Maybe the problem isn't lying with which one of them should start. It should be which two of them should start. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, that's right because Daka and Vardy is similar. Inacho isn't. Yeah. Inacho yeah. Yeah. Even Rogers knows that. Yeah. Even he said yeah. that they're, they're two alike to play. And you yeah. don't. Think that. They did that. Vardy became a great provider. Inacho top goal scorer that season. Yeah. yeah. And what yeah. happened? Start from next season. Belen Brenda. <laughs> Belen Brenda went back oh, to yeah. just one up front. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. He, oh, just fuck off, Brendan, please. He's, he's almost scared of, uh, was, of giving space in midfield, but we do it anyway. He's one scared of doing something that's not his idea and it working and yeah. then having to say, oh, actually, that works, and I didn't think of it. Fuck off, yeah. Brendan, just do it. Um, Scott says, Brad, great point in regards to Ranieri and Walsh. Who would be left in the backroom staff if Brenda leaves? And who would take temporary charge? I we've had this in the past. To me, if Top is doing his work properly, Brad, mm. we had two weeks from the international break. Yeah, he would have used those two weeks. If if it was me, I would have used those two weeks, whether I'm giving Brendan time or not, to sound somebody out. Because when Poel left. Rogers was pretty much straight in. It was out the door. Door was still spinning. Rogers came in. Surely, having seen that, he is not in this position. Having and if we do, if he's doing what Craig said and he's given him enough, you know, um, rope to hang himself. Surely he has got somebody in mind. Surely he has spoken to somebody. He may well. It's come out today that uh, Thomas Tuchel was offered has been offered two Premier League managers' jobs and he's turned them down. Who knows? But surely you would think top. They're going to have a list there. They're going to be talking. I've got a list there. Yeah, yeah, they are. And it's funny. I'm going to mention someone that you've mentioned because funny enough, I don't know if my phone listens to what people say because I've been seeing a lot of interviews from Sean, a certain Sean Dyche. Now I'm not saying his name, for instance. I saw him doing an interview and he goes, he was asked about, do you get approached? Is it, are all managers the same? He goes, no, some clubs do, some clubs don't. Some clubs won't do it. Some clubs will, you'll know they're interested in you. Your agent will give you a call and say, hey, there's murmurs that they're not doing really well. And if they don't pick up, you're their first candidate. Mine goes, some clubs don't. And it's how it's done. You'd like to think that they have got a list, you know, under his file of facts or whatever. He's got a list somewhere of names he's been jotting down that if, he needs to, and if he does, he will. We know he will. He's going to go, right, first point of call, this man, I'm going to see his availability. He's still not managing. He's managing. He go, and Sean and I said, it all depends on the personality. I don't think, I don't think to a point, you know, um, that, um, that Top would, you know, do it so quickly, but you never know. I mean, like you said about Brendan, I mean, before Paul could finish cleaning his desk, apparently he turned around and went, are you here to help, mate? And he went, no, fuck off on your replacement. That's how quick it seemed to happen, <laughs> didn't it, with, with Rogers? But we'd also went 
you know, we he got a stay of execution in a way, didn't he? We yeah. beat Chelsea, we beat Man City, and everybody thought finally got to turn a corner. And then three games, I think it was three, maybe even four games later, we didn't win any of them. Don't even know if we picked up a point in them four games. He was then out the door and in. And I think that's the period that Klopp, uh, not Klopp, it's because of the name's coming, that, that Top, sorry, I'll say it properly, is, is, is that's where he'll do his work in. That's where he'll go, right, maybe start having a word with Dice or Pochettino or Tuchel. Let's get the feelers out, you know, because sometimes they might, they might not even suggest that the manager, but they might say to the agent or a friend of the manager and go, do you reckon he would be? Interested if 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 we decided to if Brendan can't turn it around would too show and he's probably gone no not really I I'm not I'm taking maybe we don't know but you'd like to think he's at least got a list on his desk in case of emergency smash this glass and start ringing numbers sort of things. Why wouldn't he be interested? Well, he might. Well, there's also links that he wants. To <coughs> he's going to get offered the England job after the World oh, Cup right. or something. So we don't know what's going on. But he might also want to break. He also might want to break, or he might want to go back to Germany and manage there as his job. Because um, some clubs are looking. We're not the only club that's looking for a new manager either. Yeah. That's that's the thing you've got to remember. You've got, you, you know, we have to accept. You know, Jim. You know, we went through a period where after Pearson and Ancelotti was linked, and all these top and Beckenbauer was linked, and we are Leicester City. We are not as appealing. Whether we come fifth and win one FA Cup. We do not appeal to people like Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea. It's a fact of life. And at the moment, we're also bottom of the league. So mm. not many managers will want to come in and take on a relegation battle straight away. Some managers will look at it and go, well, all right, if I come and take on that job, you know what, if you go down, it's not going to be my fault because it's already... It doesn't stop them getting sacked, uh, Ian Holloway, for example. No, yeah, but Chris, no manager, especially if they've got a bit about them, no manager wants to have relegated from the Premiership from the CV. No, That's no. even I Sean Dyer said, you don't want it on your CV, you'd rather walk and go, it wasn't me that took it down. I was... Yeah, I mean, it's the big Sam, for example, he, he would mm. never go in just until the end of the season because... Everybody was doing that to him and then sacking him. He wanted to be guaranteed to have a season there. But talking to Sean Dyche, and he has been relegated, so it wouldn't make any difference to him. Um, you know, he's, he's been on there with with Burnley already. And I've mentioned this to you before, uh, Brad, so I'll come to you with it, Dave. I, I, will, I, will, I poo-pooed Sean Dyche, and I know that, that Dan's in the chat. I poo-pooed Sean Dyche when uh, Ant first suggested it. And I and it's probably the one you've in, injured. He did a really, really good interview on one of the YouTube blogger sites, uh, general, you know, general football site. And the, what he did and the way he had to play, he said for three seasons he did what Leicester had to do this summer, and that was no major signings, no money spent, buying basement bargains, buy one, get one free sort of deals. So he what he did. Are you listening here, Rogers? He looked at it and went, okay, these are the players I've got. What is the best way they can play? Let me get the best out of them. <laughs> I'm sure if Rogers is watching, he's just fallen off his uh, chair because it's such a strange concept to him that, no, don't let me force these players into playing uh, way C when they can only play way A. 
and way hey. <laughs> Newcastle. Yeah. So you know, and I thought, do you know what? That is really a good point. You know, how could he get? No disrespect, Dan Burnley players to play like Barcelona. He can't. You know, how could you used to get when Wimbledon, you know, and it was the crazy gang. You couldn't get them to play like Barcelona. They played the way they played. And he played the play with the players he got to the best of their ability. And he kept them in the league. And when he got them relegated, he got them straight back up again, up until last season. So if Dyche was to come to Leicester, actually then having a different set of players... Uh, players that can play a different way, more of a Barcelona than a Burnley, if they're given the chance and, and used properly, do you think he could do a good job at Leicester? Well, I think he knows what he's doing. I think he's a smart guy and a decent coach. And yes, um, I think we can play like that, Chris. We can play well. I've seen it. You know, we play one-touch stuff pretty well. We've just stopped doing it because maybe we were just scared to do it. Um, and we're frightened to make mistakes. And I think I've mentioned this before. We look like we're just passing it easy balls. It's, it's no secret that Johnny Evans is probably one of the top, uh, yeah, one of the top passers of the ball in the league. I think, but mm. it's all sideways and backwards. We're scared to make that move, and when we do, if Evans does put a long ball down the line, we mess it up, and it's too late. You know, there's no, you know, when we won the league. And, and the song was, get the ball up the middle, bang it up the middle, knock it in quickly. Mm. And that's what happened. But we don't do it any, we don't do anything quickly anymore. I think we've done it once this year in the first half against Brentford, I think it was, or Southampton, one of those great first halves. But, but we, I don't know, we've stopped playing and the players are scared to play. Dice would come in and sort them out. Mm. You know, he, he, he wouldn't take any nonsense He'd, he'd be a Roy Keane or somebody like that, um, even Ferguson, and he'd deal with it. I get the impression Brendan is too much about putting his arm around players. I don't know. And you have to sometimes, but not when they're doing what they're doing now. Somebody's yeah. got to be shouting in there, and I can't see any of them with any balls, actually, to go in that change room and start bollocking them all, apart from Casper. Mm. <laughs> Brad, I mean, when... We are playing worse than we were playing under Puel. When we were playing under Puel, it was boring. The ball wasn't being got to Vardy. Vardy wasn't scoring. Brendan came in. He got Vardy scoring. He got us playing this fast, exciting game. But he wants to change us to a passing team. And we win fuck all. And we win fuck all games when we're a passing team. Why can't he go back to how we were? Why can't he see that when he did that, we won things. We played well. We got the crowd excited. But when we're doing it your way, we're fucking losing and we're boring. Ah, We've we've been asked this question by people numerous times. And I'm I'm sorry to be a Brendan on people, but I'm going to answer it the same way. Because it doesn't matter how he asked me this the same question I'm going to give you the same response and the thing is <laughs> it's almost and you know what people are going to probably get, I don't know lose their minds when I say this but let's, I'm going to compare Brendan to Arteta when he first came in at Arsenal he had a group of players of great calibre that liked to play on the front foot much like they are this season right but Arteta 
looked at that squad and went, the problem is, that's all well and good, but what happens when teams figure out how to stop it? And I've said this before, good teams can play one way really well, but they can't play another way really well. And that's what Leicester are. Leicester are a good team because of that. Great teams, um, whether you like them or not, like Chelsea and that, they're versatile. They have enough squad depth, which helps them. And I know they have a lot more advantages than, than Leicester and, and Arsenal do. Le- Leicester and Arsenal probably have 17 good players, not, probably not even that with our squad. Whereas Chelsea have 20 to 30 good players, they're able to be a bit more adaptive to a second formation, a second way of playing. The problem is he's going about it all wrong. Instead of working on this defensive play and this passing style on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then going, right, we'll keep working on that until we've got it perfect and you guys play with fluidity with it. And on a Thursday, Friday, we'll train for the game on Saturday. He's trying to make them play themselves into this passing team. And it looks great when it works, when we play in Nottingham Forest. But unfortunately, the other you know, the other 18 teams aren't also Nottingham Forest. We're not going to be able to have the freedom to pass it round and it look good. Because we have had that false deception when we play teams that sat back like Forest did. They, they sat back and sat up as last year. And I think that's the biggest difference. We now don't know how to react to teams going, ah, Last two seasons, we sat off on Leicester and they passed it around lovely and beat us 2-0, 3-0, 3-1, whatever. All know what happens when we get at them. Well, we're seeing what happens when we get at them. And that's something that, that, whether it's Brendan or it's another manager, somebody has to figure out how they can go about doing that. And, and it's not as simple as to just flick a switch and go, right, oh, you know what, forget it. Just go back to going 100 miles per hour, all guns blazing, because these teams are already coming out and getting in our faces, which is something they did not do. And that's the problem. A great team figures a way around it. A good team struggles to adapt to it. And that is the be-all and end-all of the biggest problem that this squad of players are struggling with. And that's either down to the manager or down to the players. And as we always say, it's easy to suck one than it is 25. So... Well, in football, in terms anyway, well, maybe not. Well, still isn't getting the best out of those eleven. Yeah, so he needs to play them a different way. He does need to go. Oh, he has to. As, as, as Dan said, there, play to your strengths. Yes, um, you do. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, God, anybody say? I can't believe this. As we are talking in live, has anybody see this? Seen the Sky Sports um, transfer webpage? No. no. My fucking God. Go on, go on. Apparently, Foden's oh. extended his Man City contract. <laughs> you wouldn't know, would you? Couldn't resist it. Couldn't resist it. Uh, look, I tell you what I'd want to ask off there. Um, well, now that you know that Dan's full and he stuffed himself, he stuffed himself with the Chinese. I, I, I hope he was, oh, really? he was gentle. Yeah, yeah. I hope he was gentle. I hate um, about that as well. Yes. Well, you know, it, it, um, before we go any further down that line, Kante at Chelsea, rumors about him leaving. I know he wouldn't have Casper back. Would and well, I don't think Canty would come back to be honest with you with where we are now, but I'd have him back in a heartbeat the way we are at the moment, wouldn't you? I'd have the old one back, but he's again too injury prone. It'd be another well, Pereira. Well with our team, then 
we can't afford another guy on, on the treatment table. I was just reading some of the messages, questions, and David S., I think it was, said about Barnsley, and he's spot on with him. He can't defend. He, he's not. He's only got one way of playing. Like you were saying, Brad, let's move him about a bit. But he, he can't be expected to chase back. And when he's he's got two full backs who aren't performing, um, it makes it so vulnerable down that side. So we 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 need to rethink the whole thing, really. Um, tomorrow will be very interesting because we know, or I know, he'll pick the same damn team and he'll do the same mm. thing. And, you know, it just... It will just be the same nonsense again. All the the crowd will get them going for twenty minutes. It'll all be good. Uh, half time will come. Second half, suddenly niggles, murmurs. You know, half of them will stay in the bar because they won't come back to their seats. And and it's just, I don't know. It's just frustrating. You've got uh, you've got a manager that wouldn't that was too scared to come out and applaud the fans. Uh, away at Bournemouth at the end of the game. Mind you, I don't blame him, to be honest. I really don't. Well, hope, I mean, it, hopefully he's getting the message that we don't want him. Um, yeah. Ant says there, Barnes has regressed instead of progressing. See, I'm I'm not one of these, everybody seems to be. Um, Leicester fans, we seem to have to have a player that we like to hate. We hated, uh, we hated uh, Chilwell. Yeah, we uh, did. We hated Chilwell. We wanted we handed him out the club. And he oh he was rubbish. He was rubbish. He had to go, said everybody. He was fucking England's left back. That's how rubbish he was. You know, we, yeah, we, we I didn't had, agree with that. I didn't agree with that. I thought he was all right. Yeah, but exactly. I told yeah, he was Barnes he was is all right. Defender, so he's but gone, Barnes, et Yeah, Barnes is playing the wrong position and he's too predictable and he can't defend. So neither could Gareth Bale, I've said that before. So he played in a different position. You know, you don't make him have to defend. Well, let, me ask, this move, move you, yeah. let me ask this question of you here, and, and following on for Mounts. Yeah. Barnes has regressed instead of progressing. Who hasn't regressed? Tell me one player this season that Rodgers has improved. Well, this season, no. Huh. No. no. For, you know, all right, even from last season, tell me one player that Brendan's improved. Jude Freehold. Well, that's the only one that's close, isn't it? And, that's, and to be fair, that's only on the fact that he's just been picking him. And he has played yeah. well. It's not like he's picked him and played him over his been. It's Jude Hall. Do you remember when we first got Barnes back from West Brom? Yeah, yeah. He was unbelievable. And all the Leicester fans were going... Oh my God! He can't. He should be shooting more. Why does he keep passing it to them? He should be shooting more. And then do you know what they said the next season when he started shooting more. He's greedy. Really greedy. Yeah. That yeah. that's the plonkers of fans. <laughs> and every club has it. Every club has it. I mean, what do you want of him? Again, he is the current. Let's have a go at a Leicester player. And if you're going to do that, please Perez or Vestergaard at least. Come on. Yeah, at least, at least someone who warrants it. Um, yeah, yeah. but was was but was Barnes not the Kieran Jewsby Hall of his time when he came back and was so good for those first few seasons? Well, I'm not so sure because when he first came back, when he was at West Brom, he was cutting inside. He was bending the balls into the top corner regularly. The first few go, I don't know how many games he came back to Leicester. 
you don't think he had a shot. As you say, you know, he, he didn't play to his strengths. There's no doubt his quality going forward, but the way he's being used, he's supposed yeah. to defend and he cannot do it. Um, you know, he cannot defend. He, he's, he's poor. So why but isn't that why... down to his training? And he's down know, to the manager. Training him. It's down to the manager. Put him in a position where he doesn't have to defend. I'd have him sitting on the halfway line. I wouldn't have him coming no. back and defending because he's more no. harm than good to us. I yes, don't. You can't be offside in, the, in your own half, so stick him on that halfway line. At least then they can't flood ten men at our defence. Mind you, Brad. To be fair, so is Tielemans, Teel isn't he? I mean, he's got a penalty in most games. Yeah, and I don't, I don't understand that complete defeating the objects of how you get the best out. Again, another play you talk about is Tillman's really that bad, or is he being restricted because he's not got that freedom? We're seeing him more time. We are seeing Tillman's more times at the edge of our own box than we ever have when we've seen him at the edge of uh, at an opposition box. We all remember the goal he scored against Man United and Brentford that was given goal of the season by fans. I haven't seen him get close to there to shoot this season. Yeah. And, and would, again, you, would you have said, and I, I've said this a few times, last season he was played out of position. Mm. We, I accepted that. You know, he was having to play a more defensive role. The Tielemans of today and the end of last season would not have scored that goal in the FA Cup. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have had the confidence and he wouldn't have had the momentum. And then it is. When you're in midfield, it's all about your rhythm and, and going, building up to that goal that he scored against Chelsea's 27 Cup. He was getting assists. He was getting goals. He was hitting the target with what felt like every shot. Every, every time he had that ball within 30-odd yards of their goal, the opposition fans were like, oh, oh God, here we go. This is going in. And they were, you know, they were taking a big sigh of relief if it hit the post and went wide. Now it's like, oh, look at him, he's got the ball. And we see it. How many times has he picked up the ball in his own half and we've got go on, tell him it's drive at them. And we realise he's, he's the fucking front of the box half the time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And just, <laughs> you don't get my sense of humour, do you? Um, yeah. Do you know what? Believe it or not, Ant, I don't know if you ever actually read Sky Sports News transfer page, but it actually does give the time. It does say eight hours ago. It does say five hours ago. I had noticed that. I know I wear glasses, but I ain't blind, mate. It was said as a joke because I was hoping people would maybe think something's happened at Leicester. Mm, maybe. 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 Um, we would have thought that, Chris. If, if it wasn't Leicester, we'd have probably thought that. Or least <laughs> last year, maybe. This yeah, year, yeah. we're not expecting anything anymore. It's been a long show, this one. Uh, we've still got a lot of people watching, but the questions kind of dried up a little bit, and it's only fair. It's coming up to 11 o'clock, and I'm sure if you're not on the promise, you've got a bed waiting for you guys. Early so I'm, gonna, I'm going to... Oh, yeah, you got a breakfast show. Are you doing a breakfast show tomorrow morning? No, I'm driving up to on the way to Leicester about 8 o'clock, so I'll be on the Oh, road. you have to see the game? Yeah. And you can't <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Mad and at fool least, are two words yeah. that spring to Let's enjoy our reasonably priced food. Four pound of a sausage roll or less than I tell mate. That might cheer you up. Although you might bite into it after two minutes if I lead. They are gorgeous. They are gorgeous. Yeah. I will actually I'll bring this one back up because Ant's made a good point here, and then I'll ask the question that I was going to finish on. When we're saying about players that have not regressed. He said here, Madison, 
I would argue with that. <laughs> I would argue with that is that he hasn't improved. He hasn't got any better. He's just got back to where he was. Yeah, but I would say that's also... I would argue that Ant's got a point there, to be honest with you. I think he has got better. I think he has. He's mm. consistently improved his numbers. Um, and again, we, we, we said last year about Madison. I mean, again, we said that a few players, but he was rushed back from injuries. He was forced to play when he was only 65, 70% fit yeah. at that time. Yeah. And that, that, that kind of did to a point excuse his run of, run of bad form over like the 10, 11, 12 games or whatever it was. I would say he's he's at least even keel to to what he's performing, and you know you have to give certain credit to the manager because even Madison has come out and said Brendan put on you know Brendan came and spoke to me. We looked at every aspect of my game, and he has improved me. So I, I didn't think about it, but it's facts and figures. You know, in a bad you know when they say you're looking for a shining light when you're playing badly. I, I think maybe you would say, well, I was just going to make that same point and ask Dave that. Is he looking so good because everybody else is so shit? But I can remember those two seasons in his fifth, we won the FA Cup. He was playing as good as he's playing now, um, but maybe he didn't stand out because everybody else was playing pretty decent as well. Now, like I say, you know, it, it's you know he's, he's got ten turds around him, so what? maybe that's why he's looking so good. He is, but and he's also soon, feeling good. As soon as he's marked out the game like Bournemouth, he disappears. Yeah, yeah because he's out of position. Yeah, he, he can only. Be good. But I think he's feeling good. He's he's fit, which he's not been fit for a, a year. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, if you play an average in a poor side, then you're going to look good. Yeah, and he may, he may, he may well go in January anyway. But uh, no, if, New, if Newcastle want him and they'll actually pay their money at the time and not buy now, pay later. You'd think they've got no money, wouldn't you, really? But yeah. right, last question I'm going to ask you both, and it is a, it's just a straight yes or no. So because it's late, let's close it now. Yes or no, Brad? Lose tomorrow, he's gone. Yes or no? Yeah. Dave, lose tomorrow. Yes yep. or no, is he gone? Yes. Win tomorrow. Does he get a bit longer, or should he just be gone anyway? Because we know it's not going to carry on. Yeah, he gets longer. Mm. Yeah, he won't go if we if we win. But if we uh, don't okay. pick up four points at least, six should do in the next two games, then, yeah, he's got to go. Because how long do we go for? Christmas? Well, yeah. I mean, the World Cup is probably the, the cut-off. Yeah. I always I think if he loses any of our next three games, he should go. I mean, Wolves can't score in, in a half of football. You know, they haven't scored a goal in the second half. Right. They're going back to their ex-girlfriend in Nuno, it looks like. If we can't, if we don't, you know, sorry, no, that wasn't to you, Brad. Sorry, no, I, know, I, know, I know what you're asking. No, he stays, but <laughs> yeah. for me, if we don't, if we lose to any of the next three teams, and I'm not saying in the greatest respect to him, if we don't win, if we lose to any of the next three, he's got to go because he's never going to fix the problem, he's never going to stabilize out enough to fix the problem. Yeah, mind, no. 
gentlemen, thank you so very much. I love these shows. These are probably my favourite shows of the week. Um, guys, all I can say is if you're listening, if you're watching, if you like a breakfast show that gets you up in the morning, but you've got to be at work for nine o'clock. I'm not on next week, Chris. I'm this, on the week off. This is the guy. You're off next week. I'm, I'm having the week off. Yeah, week on Monday, I'm back. Ah, uh, so remember, it's, it's a great one. <coughs> Excuse me. Like I say, if you've got to be work at nine, don't worry about that. It doesn't go on past nine. Uh, how can people listen in to you when you're sorry, Dave? You knew you were going to get this. Yeah, I do. How can, how can people find you, mate? It's uh, all the W's, sorryhillsradio.co.uk, internet radio. We can say and do what we want. The, well, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> and Brad, uh, Top 10 Battles, your new channel. You're doing a couple of shows. What are you doing one next week? Uh, yes, we're doing one next week. What that is, I will be revealing on my Twitter page, so stay tuned for that. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, what are you doing, first of all? Get over on Twitter, type in at full-time focus. It's all one word. There's no hyphen between the full-time. Just at full-time focus. Send me a follow. I'll follow you back, and that's where you get all the news about top 10 battles. This week, Chris joined me with my co-host, Dan. Here, the Ginger Tosser was recording for our show. We did top... We did. We gave our top 10 superhero lists. That's the only ginger in the village. I know, right? Oh, yeah, all the idiots in one village. It was great. But if you love top ten lists, we're going to be doing football. We're going to be doing wrestling. We've done superhero ones. If you like top ten lists, you'll love the channel. Pop on over, click the link on you on my um, Twitter page and follow me there. And uh, yeah, subscribe to the channel. Kevin. Do that to here as well first. What uh, what what night are you doing it next week? Um, that is to be decided because Burnley have got a game mid. Burnley have got a big uh, a game midweek, and then I forgot we've got Leeds on the Thursday. It's usually yes. Wednesday or Thursday. It's always nine o'clock, but because of restricted state schedules, it might be Friday. It might be Friday. I will let people know if they follow me on Twitter. Though nine, we've got no prediction show. Ooh. With what? We've got no prediction show Tuesday at nine. Oh well, there you go then. But if you follow, oh, no, but we might have a we might have a preview show. But oh. Dan Dan will be free. Dan will be yeah, free. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. You follow me on Twitter. Guess what? You'll know as soon as I'm able to tell people. Yes, you know as soon as as soon as Brad knows, everybody else will know. Guys, it's been interesting. I love it. I say I totally, absolutely love this show. It can go anywhere. Uh, usually ends up back on Rogers at the moment, but uh, well, we went through virtually the whole team. Have a good weekend. Fingers yeah. crossed that we can get something. I'm not convinced. I've actually predicted on one of my shows that uh, Palace are going to lose. Uh, sorry, Palace are going to win and Leicester are going to lose. <laughs> That's how unconfident I am. But have a safe journey, Dave. Enjoy Cheers, it. Right. Have yeah. a safe journey back from your uh, from your dad's. And uh, I will see you on. Well, see you on Sunday, young man. I'll see, see you this time next week, Dave. Cheers, guys. Be good. All the best. So, Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, we'll be back here. I think we'll be back here. I've got a bit of personal stuff going on next week, so uh, it's all going to be a little bit up in the air, but um, possibly still doing this on Friday. Like I say, it all depends uh, on the news I get next week. 
Um, we are going to be back, though, tomorrow um, with the Watch Along show at 12 o'clock. Uh, we will be joined by Doug from the Dugout Football Channel, who's my... Uh, Taking a bit of time off is Josh. Um, again, put for him personal issues. Uh, so Doug's going to uh, jump in as often as he can. 12 o'clock for the 12.30 kickoff. No post-match tomorrow because um, unless without, well, unless there's any news, let's put it that way. But at the moment, what we'll be doing is a extended watch along and include the post-match into there. But if there is news following that match, Please. Um, <laughs> news following that match, then hey, we might do one anyway. Uh, 11 o'clock Sunday morning, Brad will be back with me, uh, trying to make sense of the match and going through the analysis. And then at 1.30, he'll be back with me again. And we do a watch along for Leicester City versus Manchester City women. Then we busy weekend. Thanks for watching. Thank you so much to everybody that's joined in. It is, as Brad used to say, it's all about opinions, a matter of opinions. And I love this show because you get to set the agenda. You get to ask the questions that we attempt to fall out over. So thanks very much for watching. Please, please, please do subscribe. Um, and, and if you don't, well, I will send my mate round. There you go. I'll send him round. Mini me. I'm still not it, mini me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you haven't subscribed, please, please do. And if you have subscribed, please smash that likes button. If you're listening on Catch Up on the podcast, thank you very much for lending me your ears. You can have them back now and go and clean them out. I'm sure that's what they need doing. <laughs> Take care. See you tomorrow, guys, at um, 12 o'clock for the uh, watch long. It's an early kickoff. It's on BT Sport. It's Leicester hosting Crystal Palace. Come on, you foxes. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. 
opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.